Um, if you can think back, who knows about hippies? Who knows about the hippie movement? You guys ever seen Cheech and Chong? I hope you haven't, but those guys are true hippies. Um, our pastor, Eric, he talks, he grew up kind of in that time period, so he knows about a whole lot of hippies. He shares with us constantly about it. But I want to share with you what happened 40 years ago. 40 years ago, in 1967, there was a rebellion that took place in this nation, which introduced uh, drug uses to masses. Kids in my generation, just a couple years older than you, I myself am 22, and in that movement, in that rebellion, it caused the whole nation to turn its back on God. Because when this nation, the foundations that, that, that we had planted this nation on were rooted in his truth and in his doctrine. And 40 years ago, there was a, rebe a rebellion that took place. And um, this year, 7707, there's a thing called the call that's going to happen in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, there's going to be different guys like Jason Upton, um, people you, you guys are familiar with. There's a guy, Lou Engel. And God has spoken to him, and he's putting out a call to this nation for a return to innocence. And it's to turn back what time has done, and it's 40 years. There's, there was 40 years since a rebellion, and now there's going to be 40 years of radical obedience. Because there was radical change that took place due to, to, due to the rebellion that happened 40 years ago. So anyways, down to the good stuff. I'm going to talk to you guys how to be radical. Who wants to be radical? Who wants to see their destiny fulfilled? Okay, who knows about Moses? We were talking about Moses earlier. Moses was able to walk with God because he lived an upright life. He was constantly before God, constantly spending time with him. That's why he was able to spend time with him. God came and he spoke to him with his back turned, but he was in the presence of the Father. And he was able to do that because he walked upright. And at the end of his life, it was still said that, that there is none righteous, no, not one. And Moses was the most righteous man that walked the earth. There's different men like Job and Moses and Joshua who was under Moses. So I'm going to give you guys a couple examples of different young people who submitted themselves to men who lived upright and how it radically changed their lives and how they were able to step into leadership and lead a nation into truth. Moses uh, was the leader of the tribe of Israel. He led them out of Egypt, and it was a rebellion because they were slaves that were under Pharaoh, and God spoke to them. So Moses goes to Pharaoh, who grew up as his brother, and he says, let my people go. I'm asking you. God will show you mercy. Just let my people go. And Moses' heart was hardened by Pharaoh, or Pharaoh's heart was hardened by God. So anyways, Moses leads these people out of the desert, and they're there for 40 years. And throughout that time period, Joshua comes under Moses. And Joshua is a young man who spends time in the tent. It says that Joshua stayed in the tent while Moses went out and ministered. So Joshua is spending this time before the face of God. He's spending time seeking his face, almost, almost uh, becoming underneath of, physically and spiritually of Moses, preparing himself to, get, to grab the baton from the, later, from the generation that's before him. So how, how did Joshua become a leader, you might ask, right? There you go. Joshua became the leader because Moses saw that he was worthy. He had already seen it. God revealed it to him. And Joshua received power through the laying on of hands. How many have heard in laying on of hands when it talks about it in Hebrews 6? It talks about the, the, the basic doctrines of Christ. And it talks about the raising of the dead and the laying on of hands and the impartation that takes place. Well, Joshua, a young man, much like you guys and myself, possibly a couple years older, received the authority. And it says that he received the spirit of wisdom by the laying on of hands. But he wouldn't have been able to receive that unless he submitted under a leader. Does that make sense? Are you guys following so far? Give me a little hand if you're following. Okay, great. I'm glad. So anyways, Joshua was able to lead a people. He was able to lead a whole nation because he understood authority. And I want to talk to you guys a little bit about spiritual authority and what the other side of that is. If you were to hold up your hands, in one hand you would have spiritual authority, in this hand you would have obedience. And neither can exist in this universe without the other. Because when God established the universe, when he created creation, and all the stars that you're going to see tonight, and the mountains that we're in, and the valley that we're dwelling in right now, 
And when God created all that, he created spiritual authority. And in that, God the Father is the head. And under that, there was the Son and the Holy Spirit, and they were the Godhead, three in one, created to govern the universe, because God is almighty, and Jesus' name is above every other name. So in the beginning, they created authority, spiritual authority and obedience. But who knows, who knows that Adam fell? Who knows that sin entered the world because Adam fell? And that's in the book of Genesis. So Adam falls, and God's plan can't come forth in the earth because his authority can't reign through anything. And even Lucifer fell. The highest of the angels, the most beautiful creation ever made is what they say. He fell. So God was unable to reign through his authority, through spiritual beings, and through living souls, men. So angels and men both fell. So in order for us to receive what God had for us, in order for his authority to come and reign in the earth, he sent his son Jesus. And there's an author named Watchman Nee. He was a powerful man. He he died in the the 1900s. But he um, he says that Jesus was the fulfillment of obedience because the earth lacked obedience when man fell. So God foresaw it. And he said, okay, I have to make a way for me to be with my people because God's always about intimacy. Did you know God wants to be intimate with you? Did you guys know that? God wants to know the deepest parts of you, and it says that he knows you inside out. He's created you. It says he's known you since you've been in your mother's womb. He knows the hairs that are numbered on your head. Are you guys with me? Okay, so there's spiritual authority and obedience. Neither can exist without the other. So God needs obedience. I'm going to give you a couple of definitions. Rebellion, what took place in the 1960s. Rebellion is actually the outworking of Satan's plan. It's an overturning of God's government. And that's actually what the definition of sin is. Because what happened is we, we fell, but Satan was given authority because we submitted under him. And that's how important submission and authority is. The fact that we submitted to the enemy caused us to fall. And we... we inherited something that God never intended us to inherit, which is his sinful nature. He always intended us for us to be showered with his love and showered with his grace and the things that you experience tonight. Like that atmosphere, God just wants us to dwell in it. You guys understand that? He wants us to be so wrapped up in his love, so with him, so intimate with him. That, and he says he'll never leave us or forsake us and his promises are true. So rebellion is the outworking of Satan's plan and obedience is the outworking of God's authority. So that's actually the definition of God's authority is our obedience. We are the fulfillment of his authority. And who knows that they don't have the power to obey except through Christ Jesus. See, Christ's sacrifice, Watchman Nee says that in different places in the scriptures it says that because Christ was obedient to the death. How many think you could be obedient to the death? How many think you could do what Christ did apart from the Holy Spirit where you could give your life for people who mocked you You're a prophet and you go into your own town and people stone you and you're beat and your beard is pulled out. Like Christ was obedient to the death. Jesus was a man who walked radically, yet his life contained no rebellion. Who knows how Jesus fasted in the desert for 40 years? I mean 40 days. 40 years would be a long time to fast. (laughs) I, I don't think that's possible. Um, so anyways, who knows that? Who knows that Jesus was a man who walked radically? Isn't it, you all know that, right? He went into the synagogue, and they made it a marketplace. They were selling, they were gambling, and he went and he overturned tables. Now, if you weren't aware of who Jesus was and what his calling was, if you were in that temple at that time, you would have thought that he was in rebellion, correct? You would have thought that he was rebelling against authority. But it says in the scriptures that Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing. So he was always submitted, always obeying, always eye to eye with the Father. And he wouldn't step out of that because Jesus knew the power of his obedience. And he knew that we could never know God unless his obedience was fulfilled. Unless he came and he was obedient unto the death. You guys fallen? Okay, good. I want to look at a couple of scriptures. If you guys have a Bible, some of you guys may not or they might be at your seats. That's okay. I want to read you a couple of scriptures about... Uh, what it says to obey in the Bible. In 1 Samuel 15, 
verse 22, it says, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And I've heard it said that you're either going to suffer for righteousness' sake, or you're going to suffer for unrighteousness' sake. And me, preferably, I would rather suffer in this life by doing Christ's will than compromising and walking in disobedience. You know, in the Bible where it says, children, obey your parents. And then, it, and then it gives a fulfillment of that commandment, and it says that you will live long days. It says that you will see good life and live long days. So there's following God and listening to his commandments. Obedience, which is, who when, who when that word was first spoken, like kind of felt a thorn in their heart? Did anybody hear? They were like, oh, obedience. I know that's pretty common. But obedience isn't something that kids like to hear. When they're, when they're disciplined, who, who here liked to get spanked? Some of you still might get spanked. I don't get spanked anymore, but who doesn't like to get spanked? Okay, good. But it says that if a father spares the rod, he hates his child. So discipline is actually needed to raise someone up in obedience. I'm going to read you another one. In Acts chapter 5, verse 29, it says, I'm going to read this because this is, uh, this is really good. In Acts chapter 5, verse, verses 4 and 5. No, Acts 5, 29. There we are. 28 and 29 says, Saying, we, def- we definitely commanded you, strictly charged you. This is the teachers, the Pharisees, the high priests who are talking to uh, the people of God, the Christians of the church after Christ's crucifixion. And after he was raised from the dead. And it says, saying, we definitely commanded you and strictly charged you not to teach in or about this name. Yet here you have flooded Jerusalem with your doctrine. And you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. And this is Peter talking. He says, then Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than listen to men. Who knows that it's harder to obey God than listen to men. But it, you're able to do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Right now, God, I pray that you would give these children, God, the ability to obey you through your Holy Spirit, Father. Just I would pray that you would release an impartation on their lives, God. Just the fire of obedience, God. I just pray it on them right now, Father, that there would be a release, God. Come, Father. In Ecclesiastes 5.1, it talks about a man's path and how he should watch it and know what he's doing. It says, keep your foot. Watch your path. It says, know where you're going. Give your mind to what you are doing. When you go to the house of God, for to draw nearer to hear and obey is better than to give sacrifice of fools, carelessly or reverently, too ignorant to know what they are doing. So the, the obedience to God's word is so key. Who wants to fulfill their destiny? I asked that earlier. Who wants to do that? Who wants to live radical and see change? I know that there's a call going out to this whole generation for us to rise up and to follow Christ, to, to follow God as Christ did. And that means he was obedient to his will even unto the death. In 1 Peter 1 verse 2, it says, You who were chosen. I really want to focus on this. If you could take away anything from this message, I want you guys to take away this. This is saying that you guys are a chosen people. You were chosen and foreknown by God the Father and sanctified. You were made holy by the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and to be sprinkled with his blood, his sacrifice. And then, he, and then Peter says, May grace, spiritual blessing, and peace be given you, increasingly and abundantly. That spiritual peace realized in and through Christ, that you would be free from fears, agitating passions, and moral conflicts. Some of the stuff that Chuck was talking about last night. This generation has so much opposition against coming into what God has for us. You know, you, you can't put on the TV without seeing the spirit of Jezebel coming at your face. You know what I mean? About sin being presented before your eyes. And it's so subliminal. And the enemy has gotten so good about concealing his plans to get you off track. How many know that there's, like Chuck said, there's always a war. There's always a plan that's, that's going on over your life. But Jesus, the scriptures say that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, constantly interceding before him for your life. How many knew that? That Jesus is, right now he's praying that you would fulfill every single plan that he wants you to come into in your life. 
Did you guys know that? That the scriptures say that Jesus is interceding at the right hand of the Father. Always asking and wanting for you guys to have the best gifts. Thank you, God. Jesus. We're radical without rebellion. It takes submission. In my own life, I'm submitted under my pastor, Eric Smith. And if I wouldn't have come into that place, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. I would be far off my path, in a different place, out of the will of God. Because he understands spiritual authority. There's men in the earth right now, like a guy, David Hogan. Has anybody heard that name? There's a couple of you. David Hogan is a man who understands, who understands boundaries, and he understands honor, and he understands spiritual authority. He says, I do not step out of the bounds of honor. He will not disobey God, and anything he sees the Father doing, he does, because he knows that, he knows that God blesses him. And he knows it's better to fear God than fear men. You know, like Chuck asked, how many of you guys did something you didn't want to do, but you were forced to do it? See, God gives you a choice. He, he desires for you to draw near to him. He desires, he loves it when his children are obedient. He loves it when you come and sit on his lap. He, he just wants you to draw near. That's what he's about. You know? He loves it when children honor him with their obedience. And that's the greatest weapon we have. That was the greatest weapon that God has given us as men and women, as Christians, is the ability through his Holy Spirit to be obedient and to walk upright in this life. And when we do that, we can see the dead raised. We can see the, we can see the scriptures say that we will lay hands on the sick and they will become well. Blind eyes will be opened. And those th it's an if-then statement. If we can learn, those things have been given to us, but we have to come into the full revelation of what Christ's sacrifice has done, of what his blood means. We have to come into that revelation before we can walk in it. We have to come with that understanding before that understanding can be preached to, to thousands, to hundreds of thousands, and to a whole nation. And I believe that there's individuals in this room who are going to directly change this nation because God is calling each and every one of your names. And I pray that tonight you guys just hear that. That's my prayer is that you guys just, your, eyes, your ears and your eyes would be open, that you guys would see Christ because there's such a love in his heart for each and every one of you. And right now I just speak life over you guys. I just, I pray that, that life would be spoken into each of your hearts and that you, you would know the love of the Father and that you would just know his intimacy. Thank you, God. Joel, did you want to say anything as a follow-up? Okay. We're going to have uh, some of the other team members. Uh, this is Heather, Chrissy, Matt, some of the other guys. Any of you guys feel led or anything that you guys want to share with these guys on how to be radical without uh, rebellion, feel free. The mic's going to be up here. So these guys are going to share with you some of their things in their own life. Did you guys take anything away from that? I hope that you guys did, even if it was this small. So, anybody, anybody? Just want to share with you guys what happened in my life. Um, when I came to this church, I had like, I have a family. I have a family here in the United States. I was, as I was sharing with you guys before, I'm from Brazil, and God has given me a family here. And I know that if I come under the authority of who is in charge, it's actually Heather's father, Pastor Eric Smith, the same as Andy's, and he, he, he knows so much that I can take from him, and God is just like, put him in my, like in front of me, and he's like. Okay, here's what you have to do. Like, he doesn't say that. He's like, here's what I think is best for you. And, like, if you guys just listen, just listen, listen, and listen to people who are, like, above you because they know so much. They know so much, guys. And if you listen to them, like we were talking before, and um, one of the things that came up in our conversation was, if you dedicate, like, if you spend a year of your life just obeying your parents in everything they say, 
you're going to have so much freedom the next year. You're going to have more freedom than you've ever had in your whole life if you just obey your parents. You have no idea how much, how, how good this works. If you just obey your parents, they're going to give you so much more freedom than you can imagine. It's, it's just amazing. And I've been obeying my mom, and my mom's like, all right, just call me before you do this. I call my mom, and she's like, all right, you can do it. And it's just amazing how God works, you know, and that's what God wants us to do. Like, we got to come before God before we do anything else. And God says, okay, do it. God says, no, don't do it. You don't do it. He says, do it, do it. Because God, he wants the best for you guys. And really, he's just going to help you be, like, radical, completely radical. Because God is awesome. He is radical. He's, like, more radical than any of us. And if we just, like, follow him, we're going to be just like him. I mean, who wants to be like God? (laughs) I mean, not exactly, but, (laughs) like, yeah. Hello. How you guys doing? You guys awake? You don't look very awake. Are you sleeping? There you go. You don't look very awake. Mm -mm. (laughs) All right, well, my name is Heather. And hi. I'm you are so fun. (laughs) Okay. Um I kind of have something to share about what it means to submit. Anybody know what submission means? Like, just a simple definition. Submission is like going under. Okay, going under, like going under the table. Kind of like you submitting to the table, like going under. Yeah. Well, <laughs> submission is, is coming under authority. Does anybody know what authority means? Do you kind of know what authority means? You look like you're thinking. All right, well, authority is like God puts people in places of authority. Like, who has authority in your house? Mom and dad. God, and even the Bible says, why do you think the Bible says honor your father and mother if he didn't put them there for a reason? And to truly honor, God didn't just say honor your father and mother and things will go well with you, the end. He wasn't just, he wasn't just calling us to do that just because he wants us to get a piece of candy or a ribbon that says, good job, you're obedient. He's saying things will go well in your life. And then me personally, um, last year I just started to be like on fire for God. Like, because before that I was like, ooh, God, God's okay. Like I believed in God and I was like, I was like, yeah, I believe he's going to do great things, but I was waiting for God to come to me. I was going to sit there and I was going to say, you know what, God, if you want me, you come to me. And I was just going to sit there and I would have sat there the rest of my life saying, God, you come to me. But when, and with my dad, I don't know, I felt like this disconnection with them. And like, I know like a lot of kids these days, they feel like disconnected with your parents and you don't feel like they understand you and, and like, and you feel like, oh, they don't know what's going on with me, but your parents went through the exact same thing you went through. I mean, maybe not like any, all the like details because this, this culture is a little different from what theirs was, was, but like it's pretty much the exact same thing. And, and I didn't want to submit to my dad. I was like, you don't understand me. You don't know where I'm coming from. And I, like, I never like fought with my dad or anything. I just didn't, I didn't really want to hear what he had to say. And I didn't really want to obey him. So whenever he'd say something, I would obey it, but I would be like, Ugh, I don't want to. He'd be like, go clean your room. And I'd be like, oh, I don't want to. Just let it stay. There. I don't, I don't want to make up my bed. I'm going to get right back in it tonight. What's the point? And I still feel that way, but I still have to make up my bed because my mom and dad said I have to. So. Things didn't start going well with me until I submitted under him. And I know a lot of people, you hear about like spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers and where you come under them. But my spiritual father, which is a cool thing, is my actual father. And until I started, it was just last summer when I started to 
to listen to him when God started tugging on my heart. And he wasn't just going like this. He wasn't just like, hey, 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 Desiree. Hey, I'm over here. Hey, Desiree. He was doing this. Hey, Desiree, Desiree, come here. Look at me, look at me. And that's what he was doing to me. And I was like, okay, God, I'll come to you. I'll come to you. And even then, like when I, I started speaking in tongues, and I was like, yeah, this is so cool, blah, 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 blah. And then, and then I started like going and going and going. It was like a, anybody know what like the atomic bomb is? I was like, that's how I felt inside. I felt it was like, I was just like, I'm going to do miracles. I'm going to do all this stuff. And I'm just going to go and go and go and go. I'm going to be radical. I don't want to listen to what these old people have to say. I'm just going to do everything my way. Anybody feel like that? You just do things your way. We don't need them, you know. That's not how God called, it to, called us to be. And it wasn't until I started listening to my dad, and because my dad has the gift of wisdom, and he started speaking wisdom. And it's even like this year, like, I've really been when making it a point to listen to him. And even like my mom, they're just both really wise people. And I just, I listen, and I listen, and I listen. And he gives, he gives wise words. And, um, you okay? Okay. Okay. All right. But it was, it wasn't until I started really submitting under him and everything he said, I listened to. Every little word he says, I hold on to. And because I've seen the way my dad walks. He has like amazing stories and I just listen to them and I listen to them and I'm coming under his wing. I'm coming under his authority and now I feel like I'm growing. I can feel myself growing. You know, like, has anybody ever felt themselves physically growing? It's kind of impossible. You can see yourself growing because you you go up and you're like, has anybody's mom ever done this like on the wall? And a little pencil on the wall, yeah. And if you grow, you're like, yeah, get a piece of candy. Well, um, I don't get candy for growing because I stopped. But, um, but it wasn't until I came under him, until I was like, I was like, okay, like this is my dad right here. And I came under him like this. And now that I'm in this place of being under my dad, and I'm under him, I'm listening. And I'm just listening to every word he has to say, although the wisdom that God has put inside of him, and I can feel myself growing, and I'm growing underhand, I'm growing, and I'm growing, and I just feel like this, this passion right here. Whenever I feel God moving, I feel it right here. I feel it right here in my gut, and it's a gut feeling, and it's a good feeling. That, so everybody said it's a gut feeling, and it's a good feeling. How many people here want to feel that gut feeling? It feels like there's, you, you know what, like a campfire like that? Or not, well, that's a fire, but like a campfire we did the other day. Last night, yeah, last night. See how that burned? It feels like that place right here. And then your body, you can't take it, and you're like, <gasps> and it kind of, kind of, it doesn't actually make that sound, but, but, but until, it wasn't until I came under my dad that I started feeling that. Like, I felt it before, like, oh, God's so cool. I can feel this inside of me. But it, I just noticed that, and everything started clicking, and everything started clicking, and, and I was obeying him, and this obedience that I had developed for my dad, and I just started growing like a flower, and I'm still growing because I'm coming. Like, you can't, when you submit, it's like, when you submit, that's the only way you can grow is to submit. You cannot grow unless you submit to your parents, to the like, elders in the church, to your pastor, and most important, God. And when you submit, you get freedom. Now, doesn't that kind of sound like an oxymoron? When you submit to somebody, you get freedom. Kind of sounds like, that's weird, but it's something ca called a paradox where where it sounds weird at first, but, it, but it's so true. Until you submit, that's when you get freedom. Because when you submit to your parents, like Larissa was saying, she gets this freedom where her mom's like, she trusts her. And when there's an obedience between the, the parent and the child, trust is built. 
and therefore you, freedom is released. So when you, become, when you start obeying God and obeying your parents wholeheartedly with a joyful heart, you have to learn to do it with a joyful heart. At first, it's going to feel like, oh, it's going to feel like your freedom's being taken away. But that's what radical without rebellion is about. If you're radical without, with, with rebellion, if you're rebellious and radical, you will burn out. You will burn out really quickly. And, and be, because God has called us to be radical without rebellion. And does anybody know what radical looks like? Radical is basically going after God all the time, going after him, telling your friends about him, telling everyone you meet about him, just going and going and going. And you like in an Olympic race, you just run and you run and you run and you run and you never stop running. And just to close it, I just want to encourage you guys, never stop running. God has run, ran after you since you since the beginning and just never stopped running after God. And when, when you do get to that place of radicalness, just don't be rebellious with it. Don't be like, well, I'm not gonna do this. I'm, I'm gonna do it my own way. Listen to your parents. They have something to say. Hi guys, um, I wanted to tell you on. I just wanted to say something really quick. Um, I know Heather was talking about her parents and um, I know her parents and, and they really love her. And some of you m might be thinking, well, my parents, you don't feel the same way about your parents. Like you might feel like your parents don't really love you or maybe your parents aren't even Christians. And um, I just want to say that when you can be obedient to your parents, even if you feel like they don't love you or they don't have your best interests at heart or they don't really care about you or maybe that, you know, if, if, they, if, they, if they're not Christians, that's going to be really hard. But if you can learn to be obedient through that, then God's going to bless you even more and that you can have the power to change. You can have the power to change your parents. You can change your minds and you can change your attitudes. And if they're not Christians, they might see you and be like, whoa, because they... They might know deep down inside that what's wrong with them, that the issues that they have, and you have the power to change them. And so I just encourage you, even when you think that, man, if they loved me, it would be so much easier to be obedient. It would be so much easier to do what they're telling me to do. Just, just do it anyways and know that, that you have the power to, to change people's attitudes. That's it. That's a good word. All right, I want everybody to stand up. Stand up. Okay, I want everybody to spin around. Spin around. One more time. All right, now sit down. See how easy that was? You guys are all so obedient. It didn't make too much sense, though. You're dizzy? Sorry. <clears throat> I wanted to talk to you about being obedient, just real quick, uh, being obedient even when it doesn't make sense. Because the blessing is in the action, not the sense of the action. Uh, I'm gonna tell you a story um, about my, my own life first. I went to a conference or a, a camp pretty much very similar to this, and there was a speaker and he was talking about, he challenged us, he said, I want you to go home. He said, you wanna get your parents' attention? You want, to, you want them to start noticing you, you go home and you obey everything they say. And I'm gonna challenge you to do that, to go home and, and even when you wouldn't have before, obey what they're saying, you're gonna get their attention and they're gonna start going, what's wrong with my child? <laughs> but when you do that, you get their attention and in a, in a really good way, favorable for you. It's not something that, they, they start like checking into it and going, okay, something's wrong. They start realizing something's actually right. And then they start giving you the freedom that these other people were talking about. I know it seems backwards, but it worked. I, I tried it. I, I wasn't that obedient. I, I tried some, but I, I really was strong-willed and wanted to do my own thing. 
And when he told me that, I just took it as a challenge. Face value, went home, tried it. Within two weeks, my parents were like, hey, you wanna take the car out? They were offering me things that I had to beg for before. So it works. Don't, don't tell them, okay, I'm doing this for this, but you, it's okay to look for the prize. It's okay to look to the reward because even Jesus hanging on the cross looked at the reward, which was each one of you, and said, I'll bear this because I want them by me in heaven forever. It, it's okay to look for that, look for the reward. And I want to tell you a story about David and Saul. Going along with that, God set Saul in place as a king, and he said, he put his hand on him, and Saul's heart was evil. He became evil in time. And you guys know the story of David and Goliath? That's, that's what I'm talking about in the Bible. Later on in that, David learned obedience, and that's what we're trying to teach you tonight. It, in, uh, I'll go into that in a second. But when, when David was faced even, I don't want to ask that question, but your parents, for the most part, or not for the most part, most of your parents are really for you guys. And even when you feel like, ah, oh, they're not for me in little ways, none of them are really trying to destroy you. But that's what was happening to David and Saul and in that relationship there. Saul was the king, David was the, the servant and of, of Saul fighting Saul's battles and Saul, Saul's heart became hardened inside of him evil and then started to seek after to destroy David, to literally kill him. He would throw spears at him and he was literally trying to kill him. And when that happened, David still would not, even with opportunity, would not lay a hand on the king because he feared God's anointed. And God has anointed your parents, whether you think so or not, to be over you, to cover you, and to lead you out of this season that you're in into the next season of your life to where you can do the same. I know that's hard to understand. I understand it. I have children. You will understand it in a much more personal way when you, when you have children one day. But for now, take someone else's word. I'm not that much older than you. It's, it's true. I love my kids with all of my life, but I discipline them because it's something that's learned. And if it hasn't been taught to you in a, in a way that you've received it, um, your parents are now crying out, little help, and that's what we're here for. We want to help you learn it, because even Jesus Christ came to earth and didn't, he didn't bring obedience with him. He learned it here on earth, and that's, that's key. So if Jesus had to learn it, we have to learn it too. And so the, the last thing I want to share is that I believe that you guys are willing to be obedient. I just think that you're maybe not able all the time. And, and, you're, and the problem is when you think it's reversed that you're able but you're not willing, it's more of a defiance. But I'm saying to you that you're, you're willing, you just need some help. And that's what we want to do. We want to pray for you tonight that God would enable you, the divine enabling of you to be able to go home and even when it's very, very difficult, even when it grates against every bone in your body, that you would obey your parents. The promises in Scripture are true. They are, they are life. They, it says, children, obey your parents, for this is right in the Lord. It will go well with you. This is the first commandment with the promise. It's not in vain that it says that. It's not in vain that you will gain so much more, not only freedom here, but you will literally grow up in God and move heaven. The heaven and earth will shake before you. You have to learn obedience, though. So some of you are already here. Others, I would encourage, even the older ones that are sitting back here, come up and uh, receive this because it's not too late. Even if you're almost, um, when you're 17, 16, 17, I don't know how old you guys are, but it's not too late to learn that and learn it now because it's going to be much more difficult later in life. It really is. Law is there for a reason and God has set it there for a reason and your parents are much more gentle with you than the law will and sooner or later because of God's mercy he will bring you into that, that submission it's his mercy it's not that he's doing anything against you he's actually he's loving you in that
So I'm going to have, I want to have some of our team just going around and praying for people. If there's uh, things you want to confess to them, that's okay. You can tell them the struggles that you've been having with obe with the, in obedience towards your parents or towards your teachers or people that might be over you. It's good to share that. It's not necessary, but it's good. And as that, as that happens, healing takes place because it says to confess your sins, confess with your heart, and, and have the elders and the people pray for you, and you'll be healed. You'll be set free from it. So if there's things in your life that you want to release concerning this or even concerning something else, but especially concerning obedience because it's such an important, important topic to God. make you miss the movie or anything but just take a second and just quiet yourself if you have to get away from your friends just just examine your your own self right now and the things that were spoken tonight about about submitting to authority and being obedient I just want you to picture in your mind just take a second just close your eyes and just ask God God what do you want me to do in this area of obedience what areas have I been disobedient in if, with my teachers, with my parents, with my youth leaders, whatever it may be? God, would you just reveal it to me? I just want you to take a second and just examine your hearts and say, Holy Spirit, just come. Show me the places that I need to repent, that I need to change my thinking and change my mindset so that I can submit to these people and, and obey. And I want to tell you guys, it's... It's almost nearly impossible to make it day by day without the Holy Spirit. And I know, oh, <laughs> I know that, that the Holy Spirit has been moving heavily on many of you. And it's been poured out in, in, in intense ways through that, throughout the week already. But I just want to invite those of you who really want to encounter the Holy Spirit and really... Um, invite the Holy Spirit to come into their hearts to just come up and receive prayer because the God, God's presence is in this place and it's powerful and if you can if you can grab onto the Holy Spirit and if you can make it a part of your regular life in, you know in your in your worship and in your prayer it will transform you from the inside out and it's not going to be hard to be obedient and it's not going to be hard to submit and it's not going to be hard to be radical So if that's you and you want more of the Holy Spirit, just come up here where we can see you <laughs> into the light. We really do want to pray that it would be poured out on you.
for everyone else who's not up here, if there's, if there's something burning on your hearts or if you want prayer for something, I want to invite you to also come up. And when someone comes to you to pray, you can just tell them, look, I, I want to know about this or I want to know about this or I need prayer for that. So let's use this time to just really press in.
right. <laughs> Go back to your cabins. Get um, clothes on that you're not going to mind laying in the grass in the field with. Bring a blanket or something, and we're going to go watch a movie about some people who know how to be radical for Jesus.